0: Brandon
1: Rimes. And yes, here we come again. Consumer Quarterback Show helping you win in any marketplace always. It's that consumer advocate approach to life. uh, Helping you become a more informed consumer and avoid a lot of the commission-based advice that is so prevalent out there in our community. Got a great lineup for you today. Shane Sokash is going to be on the program. He's the owner of David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin. Uh, We always talk about alternative investment opportunities, precious metals and uh, Brandon Faust Mold Zero. uh, Mold Solutions USA that is. Mold Solutions USA dot com uh, going to be on the program and attorney Melissa Champagne from the FCM Law group uh, fcmlaw.com and we're talking about real estate there's a lot of fraud in real estate a lot of uh, you know kind of nefarious activity happening uh, when it comes to straw buyers and faking deeds and things for uh, folks to look out for out there and we got a feel good story of the day our feel good story is always a good one it's entertaining as well as uh, something that's a positive uh, injection into your day uh, off duty Pinellas deputy rescues two Two kids from a rip current uh, right here in Pinellas County. And that's over at Anclote Key. Uh, this segment's brought to you by Discovery Golf Cars, uh, the official uh, golf cart provider uh, for the Consumer Quarterback Show, longtime friends of the program. You can check them out at discoverygolfcars.com. Uh, let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Talk to Ethan Luster if you're over in Clearwater. And if you're over at the Tampa location, talk to Marty. Uh, but they've got the Easy Go, the Star EV, Cushman. Uh, they offer new and pre owned, you can rent or buy. And they offer financing and mobile repair. So check them out, Tampa, Clearwater locations, or on online at discoverygolfcars.com let them know the real estate quarterback sent you all right we always like to feature our real estate listings here on the program my wife Lindsay and i uh, own and operate a top 100 ranked real estate team here in tampa bay and uh, we do some co-brokering meaning out of state as well so we've got a 10 million dollar listing in north carolina this one's 530 heaton Forest Drive, twenty-acre estate, eight thousand square foot home, beautiful property in the mountains of Western North Carolina. Five three zero Heaton Forest Road, Cashiers, North Carolina. Compliments a Bill Devore team, real estate group with Keller Williams Realty. Twenty-acre estate, beautiful, magnificent country estate in the mountains of Western North Carolina. So, if you know anybody looking for that beautiful second home, and it's got an equestrian style to it as well, horses, and you've got the stables as well, four fireplaces uh, throughout the home for those cool mountain evenings, and attached two-car garage, two-car carport, extensive, uh, expansive stone driveway, and a guest house that has three bedrooms and a sitting room. Just a gorgeous property, 530 Heaton Forest Road, Cashiers, North Carolina, and you can see all of our real estate listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com.
2: This is God's country.
1: All right, all right. So we've got attorney Melissa Champagne in. Welcome, thank you.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: My pleasure. And yeah, so the real estate is kind of an interesting, you know, talking point right now, just because of the way the market shifted. It was so hot, so long, and then, you know, now things are starting to kind of normalize and equalize, and all those, you know, uh, acronyms and metaphors for for shifting market. So we're in that shifting market, uh, but there's always fraud prevalent. There's a certain level of fraud, and uh, you're, you're noticing that on your end as well with some of the properties that. You were mentioning
2: i have yeah i mean there's always been you know some fraudulent activity but it's really seemed to have picked up lately we're getting notices from our um, title underwriter old republic on a daily basis warning us about different properties um, across the state that have been a potential subject for for fraudulent transfers Um, we've got some litigation at the firm right now where we're actually representing some victims um, in litigation to try to undo those fraudulent deeds mm. um, and you know the, the the end buyers end up being the victims in this as well because right. you know, sometimes they lose the property um, hopefully most of them have title insurance so they're able to at least you know recoup and from that respective um, but it's it's becoming a, a real problem and, and we're seeing it a lot a lot of people we've um, noticed properties are usually owned by an in individual names. Mm-hmm. So you'll have people who bought, you know, some land, um, years ago and they've just kind of held on to it as an investment. And then right. they haven't, but they haven't really done anything with it. They don't monitor it in any way. Right. And, um, these fraudsters are, are really keen on picking up on, on those properties. And then they basically fake the identity right. of these people. So I've seen some Some different variations of it. I have one case where um, it was a a completely different uh, person who had a fake ID that they used to execute the fraudulent deed. Um, We had another one that we caught before it closed where uh, these guys had basically stolen the real owner's identity. They had a copy of his New York driver's license. They had a social security number. Wow. um, And and we caught it because they kept saying that they were going to be signing here in Florida, but... Then they were saying that they were in California, so I sent them the documents to sign with a FedEx label, and then I used the tracking information to see that they had signed those documents out in California and dropped the package there using a fake Florida notary stamp. So we were able to prevent that transfer, but um, a lot of them do seem to be people who just held on to property for years and years in their individual names as investments. Yeah. And then they're, they're falling victim to this.
1: Wow. So you're playing part time uh, private investigator, it seems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to piece these things together.
2: right? Yeah. And we have to be careful. I mean, I can't stress enough how important it is to have title insurance. Um, one of my clients is an investor and they were the end buyers. So they ended up being the victims of this. The real owner came forward and luckily they were just able to get their title insurance payout and and move on. Um, So, you know, it's important to to do these closings the right way, get title insurance so that you're protected if things like this happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you just joined us, we're talking with Melissa Champagne. Uh, She's representing Frank Charles Miranda Law right here in Tampa, Uh, title company as well. Uh, Stephanie Rosario over there works the title uh, agency, works the title agent side. Uh, You've seen her, heard her on the show before. Uh, Frank Miranda, attorney Frank Miranda has been, you know, on the program before, well-respected attorney group, Frank Charles Miranda Law, FCMLaw.com and Melissa is in studio with me. I'm your host, Brandon Rhymes, and uh, you know, I was jotting down a couple notes. Like one of the things for these folks that are defrauded, uh, I, I remember there's a real estate fund that set aside, but I think that's mostly for if it's something that the the realtor did uh, mm-hmm. as kind of like an error on their side. So I'm not sure if there's a fund set up that would be something you know to look into, or hopefully that our our you know legislature maybe can have if there's if this because it seems like this is a growing trending uh, issue. And I also remember the gentleman's name that we had on the program, Matt Cox, Matthew Cox. He was uh, with American Greed. You know, they did a TV show with him and uh, other TV, uh, you know, segment shows picked him up. But the FBI's most wanted list, thirty-two million dollars in fraud, right here in Ybor City, uh, some years ago, years ago, and and now he's doing you know TV commercials for you know some of the title you know uh, company. I don't want to say their name as far as the kind of like the LifeLock type stuff, but. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a growing area. It's interesting, too, because there's a lot of fraud. There's a lot of, uh, from what I see, nefarious activities, also that borderline fraud. But maybe it's still a little bit in the gray area where it's hard to prove. And I see this because I come in as a listing agent talking to sellers who had had a listing agent prior. Or maybe they were trying to do uh, deal with one of these hedge fund investors. And, you know, sometimes the, the actions that these, these companies take – You know, maybe it's showing lower comps to a seller who may not know otherwise and saying, you know, maybe the, you know, the proverbial, the old lady or or whatnot, the grandma that's kind of widowed or whatnot. And, you know, here's your comps, but they're really low. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I got an investor offer for you. Aren't you happy? Look at this investor offer. I just got this. Cool. You know, get them excited. And then hopefully, you know, have them sell to that investor who's probably in the pocket of the realtor. I see a lot of these different Mm -hmm. types of scams out there. Yeah,
2: It is. And I mean, there's some basic things you can do it, you know, from the buyer side, we talked about, you know, purchasing with title insurance. So you're protected that way. Um, you know, if, if you own land or, you know, even a, I have one case where it was a, a rental property. She so just hadn't had a tenant in there for a few years. Yep. Um, but one thing you can do, I, you know, I, like I said, I do see a lot of them um, are people who own in their individual names. Right. So if you could set up an LLC, you know, transfer your investment properties into that LLC, and when you do go to sell, a good title company is going to want documentation for that for that right. limited liability company. So it's you know a little bit more difficult to commit the fraud if you kind of set up your ownership of these investments the correct way. So that's another important thing I think that people own the properties. Can right. do to protect
1: themselves yeah LLC's are great also for uh, splitting up uh you know ownership interest in the properties that way if you had two or three people went in to invest in a property I, I love to play for folks to buy duplexes triplex quads you know because you can still get that owner occupied loan up to like 95 or you know if you're a veteran hundred percent you still get that hundred percent uh you know financing and then you know turn around and, and live in it for three or four years sell it you know then do it again you mm-hmm. know rent it out so you rent, you live in one side you rent out the other sides obviously that if you you got a triplex you know you're renting two if you got a quad but i, I love that play of, of real estate right now just because of you know it's still a safe place for people to put money and try you know to uh you know maybe stave off a little bit of infl- inflation out there
2: right yeah absolutely you yeah. you gotta be smart about it
1: yeah exactly you gotta buy right you know that's what they say in real estate you make your money on the buy side and uh, I, I had some notes here too i wanted to touch on the uh you know quiet title actions mm-hmm. what what are those used for
2: The main thing that they're used for is if you purchase property at a tax deed auction. So, you know, you don't pay your property taxes in Florida. County auctions off your property wipes out all the liens on the property, including mortgages. The only thing it doesn't wipe out is code violations. So that's a great opportunity for investors if you've got the cash to buy those properties. Yeah. But you do have to turn around and plan on doing a quiet title action, which basically just clears title, confirms that all the proper parties were noticed before the tax deed auction, and it gives you marketable title so you can turn around and resell the property that you bought.
1: Let's go through that a little bit slower too. So when you when you, when you you talk about a quiet title action, the uh, the owner of the property hasn't paid taxes one year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you might get away with that. Two years, okay, you're getting close to some trouble here. Is three the magic number that you have to be deficient or um, have that deficiency?
2: So yeah, the way it works is um, once the property taxes are delinquent they sell uh the county sells tax certificates right right and then um you know these investors purchase the tax certificates for pennies on the dollar they have two years after that so two years after the taxes become delinquent
1: delinquent taxes, um,
2: then the owner of the tax certificate can apply for a tax deed auction okay but the purchaser of the tax certificate has to make that application okay so i mean i have seen cases where people owe five six years worth of taxes and right. Nobody's ever applied for the auction. Wow. And I've seen other ones where they're right on that 2-year mark where they're applying for. So 2 for
1: years it. is kind of like when is, you can start yeah, that action. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because I you know, I've come across that over the years. I didn't know if there was a certain number. But that's very helpful, uh, Melissa, that's great. And then uh you know, disputes with purchase and sale agreements. We see that. Oh, I'm going right. to keep the escrow. The, the day went by and it's a hard money now. Uh what what do you see? What's what's mostly, you know, the 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 problem with those types of agreements?
2: So you know, I think it's really important to to read the language of the contract. Ultimately, it's a contract dispute. Right. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, sellers have received bad advice, and they're not really obligated to give the deposit back. So, you know, I think it's important to have um, an attorney read through the contract and look at the language in the contract to try to determine – you know and if you're on the buyer side you know make sure that you know you've got a good real estate agent who's you know if they get you for example if you need an extension because your loan's not closing right um you want to make sure you extend that financing contingency period as well mm, good point to protect yourself so yeah. um and then another thing just to be aware of too is that there there is a a clause in those contracts that require you to try to mediate any right. dispute over the deposit before you just go straight to litigation so right you know you know and that can get expensive. It so, does. And you it, know, a lot of things to take into consideration. Yeah,
1: and you have a $10,000 escrow desp- deposit, for example, and and then, you know, oh, well, you know, two sides dig in and oh, it's about principal, right? How many times have you heard that mm-hmm. right in your career? I was like, okay, well, principal gets ex- expensive after a while, you know, when right. you think about it. So, if you if you make an offer, hey, look, let's split this thing 50-50 and move on or 60-40 because I feel, you know, that that's typically, you know, my advice in those situations unless it's a glaring, you know, hey, the, they they definitely went over they didn't give notice they had um th- there's you know there's some gray areas in, in different places too where people can claim oh well I, that wasn't fully disclosed mm-hmm. uh, these things of that nature but yeah disclose 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 that's the rule in real estate right right it yeah. is yes. so then i'll save you from coming back on you um i want to there was an interesting story in in the news this morning i want to play a quick clip uh, i don't know how involved you are with social media but that tiktok um video or that TikTok app is uh, being sued now. I just want to play a quick clip. and I know it's probably outside of, you know, your scope, whatever, but uh, quick clip here. This is a
3: very disturbing story. Two sets of parents have filed a lawsuit against TikTok after their daughters, who were ages eight and nine, died after allegedly trying to perform what's called the blackout challenge. We don't want to spread too much information about this challenge, but it's one where people are told to share videos of essentially strangling themselves until they lose consciousness.
1: Now, what are the parents claiming in the lawsuit?
3: The lawsuit mainly takes issue with the way TikTok is set up and say it entices young users to become addicted and then promotes content that can convince them to harm themselves. The parents allege that TikTok doesn't have warnings that are good enough to deter young users or inform their parents about the addictive nature of the app or these potentially deadly challenges. What's interesting here is that the lawsuit goes after the design of TikTok because they say it promotes this type of dangerous content.
1: So, anyways, that's a longer. Mm-hmm. Clip. It goes on a little bit longer, but uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, how uh, in, in this society too that we're taking, uh, you know, blame and putting it on the app instead of the kids actually doing the dumb deed of, you know, strangling each other, seeing if they can black out, filming it, and then sharing it. Uh, what's what do you, What's your take on that, do you, or do you have one? On I, I think it's
2: it's an interesting issue, and I know that it's come up with like Instagram and stuff too. You know, yeah. trying to put some responsibility on these social media platforms, right? um, for their access to young users and the content that's available to young users. Uh, and, and I understand what they're talking about the addictive nature of TikTok. I mean, there's, I know there's a lot of studies out there that that right. those quick, short videos, they do become very addictive. You know, I've got kids and yeah. I can confirm that. So it's an interesting balance, um, though, between, you know, how, how much responsibility goes on the parent, Right. you know, so It's well known that that TikTok is not, you know, there's all sorts of crazy content out there on TikTok. So how much responsibility needs to be on the parents for letting those apps be downloaded in the first place? Right. Um, You know, but on the other hand, I think that, you know, there probably do need to be some better disclaimers from the apps to begin with. So it's an interesting balance. And I know that this is there was an issue um, with YouTube back a while, too, where there was some sort of challenge, you know, that was filtering through on like. YouTube videos and stuff for kids. I don't know if you remember that. So um, I think until there's some sort of like better, maybe federal oversight or legislation for these social media platforms, yeah, I'm not sure how much leg a lot of these parents really have to stand on legally, right? Um, but it's certainly an interesting issue. It'll be
1: interesting to see if there's any precedent set in that. In that, you know, hey, you knew this 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 uh, application was very, uh, you know, whatever they're claiming. I don't know the detail. I haven't studied it too much, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, and they say a lot of the. The uh, tech guys, the tech billionaires don't let their children play with these right. you know, phones and things of that nature. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Um, can you hang over for another segment with us, Melissa? We're going to do one more segment uh, with Melissa Champagne, real estate attorney, FCM Law. Uh, check them out online, fcmlaw.com. And we'll be right back uh, more with Melissa Champagne here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, uh, ConsumerQB.com.
3: Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. Please make sure to send him all of your real estate deals and subscribe to the Consumer Quarterback Show podcast on iTunes and Spotify, or check out our YouTube channel. Have a blessed day.
0: To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. 1894.
1: All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here. I'm your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show. We like to feature our real estate listings live on air, and we help our sellers profit more and sell faster by utilizing our innovations with radio, TV, and internet marketing, getting that maximum exposure uh, for our listings. 2803 Safe Harbor Drive in Tampa is another million dollar property from the Platinum MVP team uh, right here in beautiful Tampa Bay, close to Carrollwood area. Uh, Safe Harbor Drive is a 5,20. 253 square foot home. Got five bathrooms, a gorgeous estate style home, and it's the estates at White Trout Lake. Spiral staircase to the second floor, large master suite, granite countertops, new appliances, heated pool and spa. And you got a large fenced in corner lot in a gated community at 2803 Safe Harbor Drive in Tampa. And you can see all of our real estate listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. All right, so back in studio, we got attorney Melissa Champagne here representing Frank Charles Miranda Law. And uh, one thing I wanted to get to also, Melissa, was this landlord-tenant law. There, there's a lot of different scenarios that come up with, you know, the tenant, the the, the person paying the rent versus the landlord, mm-hmm. and, and those different scenarios. What's what's kind of a common sister, you know, question maybe that you get or a scenario uh, that you see come up from time to time?
2: I've seen it come up a couple of times lately where uh, people purchase properties. Tenants are, are in there, and the tenants are supposed to, you know, move out a couple of weeks after closing. Right, and then they don't move out. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And the buyers, you know, don't realize that. Well, now you have now now you're the landlord. You, you have to file an eviction, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So you
1: inherited uh, that problem,
2: right? So to speak. Right. So so that's that's I've seen come up lately. Um, you know, I always try to to caution people when they go under contract with a tenant occupied property. Right. If it's possible, it's always a better idea to have those tenants out before closing. Right. Um, and then, uh, another question I have that comes up, um, is, you know, if you have a, an oral lease, like a month to month lease with somebody, you know, um, every, every month when they make that rent payment to you as the landlord, that's the start of a new, a new tenancy period. And in order to terminate that, you have to give a very specific notice 15 days before the rent's due, um, in order to, before you can even try to file an eviction action. So that's something else a lot of people don't realize is just because you don't have a written lease doesn't mean... You know, you, you don't have to still give notice and terminate the tenancy properly before you can file that eviction action in court.
1: Because there's still an implied lease at that time. Right. Based on the last, if you had a one-year lease in place, and then you said, oh, we'll just roll it month to month. Mm-hmm. Every month you accept that check, you're implying that, hey, we, we still have these same terms in effect. They're just more verbal now.
2: Right. And same thing if you want to raise the rent. I know that's an issue right now. You know, rent, rent prices are going up. People may yeah. be thinking that, you know, hey, I can get a little bit more for this property. Um you do have to still give that 15 days notice before the next rent payment is due because essentially what you're doing is you're terminating the current you know lease month to month lease at this rate and you're proposing a new you know rate a new lease at the at the higher rate so right. so you you can't just inform them you know out of the blue, hey, right. rents going up. You know, you got to make sure you send written notice, do everything properly.
1: Sure, and the the uh, a good rule of thumb uh, in in any business, real estate, contracting, whatever it is, is uh, get it in writing.
2: Right, absolutely. And
1: if you have a verbal conversation, hey, just wanted to send you that follow up email to our conversation at three thirty today, where we said this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yes. some of the, some of the lessons you learn in real estate after you know about fifteen years in the business. You know,
2: yeah. And if you do have to send formal notice to your tenants, you know, there's specific forms especially like they don't pay rent right you have to send a very specific three day notice before you can file an eviction so you know it's important to to make sure you're sending the the correct notices under under law too. florida's uh, laws are pretty landlord favorable, right. but there's still certain little like procedural issues where you don't want to get all the way to an eviction case and then have it kicked back.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, if you miss one formal part of that, okay, got to reset. Now mm-hmm. you're talking about, you know, maybe weeks or whatever. So, hey, Melissa, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming in. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, check them out online fcmlaw.com. They can handle real estate closings. They are litigators, real estate attorneys here in Tampa Bay. Uh, you've heard Frank and Stephanie on the program as well. Uh, coming back, Frank uh, Brandon Faust Mold Solutions. USA. Brandon Fowles with Mold Solutions USA. We'll be right back after the short break.
0: This is Chris Ross, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rice To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. online at ConsumerQB.com.
1: All right. Welcome back. Thanks for spending some time with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We greatly appreciate it. Had an up- uptick in calls last week. Uh, folks reaching out to the program, to the hotline, 813-917-1894. Open phone line, 813-917-1894. Call or text uh, any questions or concerns you have. And uh, once you re- want to remind you, we've got 80 different categories of consumer advocate content and advice. Uh, we have great attorneys associated with the program, all types. of wonderful home service providers, uh, CPAs, financial advisors, so many different ways that we can help you uh, save a lot of time and money when it comes to your buying decisions uh, here in Tampa Bay. ConsumerQB.com And we'd like to feature our real estate listings live on air, help our sellers profit more, and sell faster utilizing our show. Uh, We've got a property at 110 Adelie Street in Tampa. uh, 110 Adelie Street in Tampa. This is in the historic uh, area close to downtown. Beautiful property. It's about 1,300 square feet. Just Shy of 1,300 square feet, three bedrooms, one bath. Got a double lot as well in an opportunity zone. So, an opportunity to develop and build next door. Uh, Located in historic Tampa Heights, uh, detached workshop, garage, uh, kitchen, and has granite countertops, solid wood cabinets, stainless steel appliances, no HOA or CDD. So, that's a great opportunity to own real estate right here in beautiful Tampa Bay, 110 West Adderley Street in Tampa. And we got a lot of vacant land as well, Uh, 1804 East Spencer Street. uh, this is a property that we've got in Plant City. Uh, build your dream home on this blank canvas of beautiful land in uh, Plant City that is over in East Hillsborough County. 1.15 acre. Uh, you've got a water source that's already connected. No HOA as well. And perfectly positioned between Tampa Bay and Orlando Metro, one of the hardest, hottest uh, metros in all of Tampa Bay uh, right there in uh, the Plant City uh, area. And already has a thirty by twenty foot slab pipe for plumbing, new well, and electric pole. Build your dream home at eighteen oh four East Spencer Street in Plant City. And you can see all of our listings at platinum dot kw dot com. And you can buy dirt. We've got a lot of vacant land available. Brandon Faust back in the house. Welcome back, sir. Yes. Thank you for
3: having me. Always a good time with B-Rhymes.
1: Yes, sir. All right. Good stuff. So uh, let's talk about, so MoldSolutionsUSA.com is the website, by the way. We're going to talk about mold uh, in in the real estate properties and also in your body. You had mentioned uh, prior to show you had a a mycotoxin profile.
3: That's exactly right. So uh, Great Plains Laboratory, that's one of the labs that does it. But um, mold releases a, a gas, a poisonous gas. And it's not every single mold, but you know, a lot of them do. There's 100,000 different types of molds in terms of the number of species. In the U.S. you'll see about 50,000 of them. And really there's about 40 or so that we see on a daily basis and those can release a particularly nasty gas Mm. and um, it can be toxic for the individual. So I was not feeling great in 2019. Um, I thought it might have been coming from, you know, going into moldy homes and um, being exposed in that manner. Uh, I had done air samples in my own master bedroom and um, my own home, and everything seemed like it was good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I thought, okay, well, let's let's see what's going on. Let's do this mycotoxin test, you know. So it's uh, you send the sample back into the laboratory, Great Plain Laboratory, and, you know, I was pretty surprised when mine came back uh, off the charts. So, you know, I was high in one particular type of um, – Mycotoxin. Myco is the Greek word for fungus, right? Okay. So it's, you know, the toxic gas from a fungus. So I was high in uh, one of them. It was toxin uh, A, and I was at basically 14.57, where high would have been 4 to 20. And then uh, there was another one called uh, mycophenic acid, and high was 5 to 50, and I was at 1,215. Wow. So that was um, produced by uh, penicillium, huh. right? So, I was pretty shocked by that number, and then there was another mold called Fusarium, where I was really high on that particular type of uh, mycotoxin, where high was um, five to ten, and I was at twenty so so double the top number yeah, I was in one of them, obviously it was like off the charts yeah. the high was five to fifty, and I was at one thousand two hundred and is that whatever a blood test That's a urine sample
1: actually. a urine sample yeah. wow, so it's so no uh, question wow.
3: about it it's a legitimate Man. test so. Um, and this is, it brings me to the point of, um, fogging because up until that point, I was, you know, with a company where we were really relying on the fog as a primary methodology for, uh, getting rid of mold right. in the home. And the truth is, is it does drop the levels in terms of the airborne, uh, spore count, but it doesn't necessarily get to the source. Okay. And that was why there was such a strong pivot for me after I saw this because, I saw the mycotoxin test and because the air sample said it was clean, I thought it was from other people's homes. Well, fast forward 6 months later, my AC overflows and I had the, you know, luxury vinyl in my home continuous flooring and it was like about, you know, one half of the home that got impacted, but you have to remove all the flooring. Yep. So I get to the uh, my master bedroom, pop the baseboard, and sure enough, I'm looking at a toxic mold right behind that baseboard. Wow. And then I opened up that wall And it was about two feet up of Mm -hmm. aspergillus penicillium. So what was the one that was high? Penicillium. It was a gas from penicillium that was just out the roof. So I thought I was in a safe zone. And in actual fact, I was in a biological warfare zone. Yeah. And it was completely impacting my health. I had a pain in my chest. It wouldn't go away Hmm. for months. I was like popping Spanish black radish like it was candy. Hmm. You know, uh, I was getting a fever every month. So it really... um, was eye-opening when three weeks after I did the full mycotoxin treatment for my for my master bedroom and also then retreated my house. Yep. Within three weeks, all those symptoms went away. Right. Yeah. The pain in my chest went away. Um. You know the headaches that I was getting the the fevers, and then you start looking into like what it's linked to in mm-hmm. terms of like the, this is from the lab. This is not my opinion, right? But it shows that it can lead to um. You know, all kinds of issues. We're talking about um, Parkinson's, uh, Alzheimer's. Hmm. Um, It basically can impact the neurological system. And part of the reason being is a mycotoxin is fatty in substance. Hmm. So it has a natural affinity to the most fatty part of the body, Hmm. which is the the brain. So then it can then impact the neurological system and the way that the body communicates to you know, the brain communicates to the rest That's of the
1: fascinating. body. fascinating. Wow. If you just join us, we're talking with Brandon Faust here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. MoldSolutionsUSA.com is his website. MoldSolutionsUSA.com. He's on Instagram as well. You can find him there. And wow, that that is fascinating. That's interesting because I believe uh, a lot of people are in this position, but they don't really know that they are
3: absolutely i mean i didn't i was a professional mold guy right right and i didn't know that i had mold behind the the wall yeah right i didn't know that Hmm. um and i also didn't really fully understand the impact that the toxic gas could have on you know my physical well-being i had a hunch you know so fortunately i did this test with great plains laboratory and found out yes there is an issue yeah but it's so crucial to actually get to the source of it yeah right And the mold that gas that i was super high in the uh, Michael, mycophen- uh, phenolinic acid, right? Like this yep. is what some of the stuff that it can lead to, uh, increase the risk of, uh, opportunistic infections such as, um, candida. Uh, it also says that it's associated with miscarriage and, uh, congenital mal- malformations when the woman is exposed during pregnancy. So wow. this is like no joke. This is yeah. the type of thing that you really don't want to miss, right. right? You don't want to not find out about it. You want to know. And there's different testing. Like I talked about the air samples. Yes. Well, the air samples didn't show. So, you know, you might want to look into doing an actual mycotoxin test with the home. And there are some inspectors in the area that do the actual mycotoxin testing. They do the dust samples. Right. Or, you know, there's a new uh, sampling system from Air Answers that you leave in the home for five days. And it will actually, it was developed for COVID 19. But it also turned out that it picked up mycotoxins as well. Wow. You know, so there's some of the inspectors that are also using that sampling system.
1: And uh, there's also, Brandon, um, you know, and I imagine it spreads pretty fast. So that, that's something to be careful of, be cautious of. It spreads very quickly. Uh, but there's also uh, systems that you can add on to your home uh, air conditioning system, your HVAC system and the hair, air handler. Uh, there's some. Are you still working with those types of? Uh, of
3: course. Yeah. What, yeah. I mean, the yeah. whole home dehumidifiers, I think, yeah. are a really smart move these days. Uh, you want to keep those humidity levels below 60, but there's also UV lights. That I would put that UV light close to the blower wheel because um, it helps, like, once that blower wheel stops, it has enough constant UV on that blower wheel to prevent mold from growing on the actual fins of the blower wheel where you see it often. Yeah. And the other one is having a purifying device in the actual plenum where the hot air meets that cold air. It's um, a very likely place to find growth because of that um, continual uh, condensation. It's almost like a Petri dish, you know, and you got that porous fiber, that duck board. So mold will start growing there. You talked about it growing quickly, right? This is an example. So this was my neighbor's yard. So the day before there was nothing there. The next day there you have mushrooms. Wow. I mean, how quick does it take? It's one day. I see it pop
1: up. Some, some of those pop up in my yard from time to time,
3: right? It's like with less than 24 hours, you can have growth. So, Man, it's amazing, and that's that's what you know mold is. It's a fungus, just like a mushroom. So yeah. it can happen overnight, you know. And then when it gets into you know places that you're not necessarily uh, seeing it, you know, this I don't think our consumers can see this, but just is really for you. This yeah. is behind the walls, right, right, where you have, a, you know, imagine that's what you're breathing in. It's releasing this gas. It's getting through the nooks and crannies and the crevices. Yep, you know, and it's basically hidden. And they don't know about it. So if people are experiencing non-optimum physical conditions, that seem to be they don't have an explanation for it. It's weird, et cetera. They really should look into it. The place I was just at, you know, the guy had, you know, extreme depression. And fortunate for him, he found a psychiatrist that takes a holistic approach and is doing all kinds of blood testing, DNA testing, et cetera, et cetera. So she said, look, you need to get a mycotoxin test done in your home. You know, because it looked immaculate, but sure enough, they did the mycotoxin test, and it was off the charts for yeah. mycotoxins. Man, that's you important. Know.
1: Uh, reach out to the show hotline. We'd love to put you in touch with Brandon Faust, Mold Solutions USA, uh, 813-917-1894. You can call or text the word mold to 813-917-1894 and consumerqb.com or go to his website directly, moldsolutionsusa.com. You can find him online there. And uh, Brandon, thanks for coming in. Uh, what's your social media?
3: Uh, mold Solutions USA. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward, you know, on Facebook, on Instagram. You know, they can always call the office as well. You know, we definitely love talking to people, and, you know, we'll do consults for them. Perfect. You know, we're on uh, Google My Business, you know, Mold Solutions USA.
1: Mold Solutions USA. Brandon Faust, longtime friend of the program, and that mold is a silent killer, so you got to catch it early and make sure you get it before it spreads. So thanks a lot. appreciate those tips. Yeah, you got it. That's interesting stuff with the mycotoxins, man. Wow. Yeah, mycotoxins. All right, taking a quick break here. Coming back with Shane Sokash. He's the owner of David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, located right there in in, uh, Pinellas County. And our feel-good story of the day coming up as well. Find out about this off-duty Pinellas deputy uh, that rescues two kids from a rip current. We'll be right back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
0: Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rimes. Knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com.
1: And we're back. Brandon Rimes here. Consumer Quarterback Show powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Always helping you win in any marketplace, as we say. And we like to feature our listings here live on air. And we got a hot commercial property here at 507 South Prospect Avenue in Clearwater. Uh, this is a great opportunity to own your own office building. Beautiful property. 12 rooms. you got two bathrooms. And it's right off of Gulf to Bay, Gulf to Bay in Clearwater. It's 507 South Prospect. Avenue, 2,624 square feet, uh, 12 rooms. Got two stories of office uh, space for rental opportunity, commercial office building near downtown Clearwater and right off of Gulf to Bay, close to downtown Clearwater, close to the beaches as well. Got a newer roof and HVACs available at 507 South Prospect Avenue in Clearwater. And you can see all of our real estate listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. So good story of the day. Off-duty deputy rescues two kids uh, from Rip Current. This is over at the Anclote Key. And the Johnsons were spending the afternoon boating tubing when Amanda says she suddenly found herself in one of the most terrifying moments any parent could experience. A riptide, a riptide. Uh, current grabbed both of her boys. Uh, she says, quote, they were in eye shot. Amanda said, I could see them and I just took off down the island and went waist deep. I knew I couldn't get to them. But in that helpless moment of fear, Amanda said she had hope knowing that her oldest son had taken swimming lessons. And she says, quote, I kept seeing one head and then i thinking of the other one was gone. So he went under and was pulling him up. He said, basically sacrificing himself to save his brother. And just as she cried for help, Deputy Anthony LaCorte and his wife were in in. In earshot on their jet skis, and I was—he says, "quote I was there for a reason, I guess." And within minutes, the boy—he had the boys out of the water on their way to safety. What seems like a miracle for the Johnsons, witness to witness comes uh, naturally to the court. He is a corrections officer at Pinellas County Jail, and he says his uh, willingness to help even goes even deeper than that, and that he's also a father. And the first thing you hear uh, when somebody's voice is that you know they they needed help. So a pretty good story right there out of uh, Pinellas County deputy helping uh, rescue the two boys. So that's a feel-good story of the day. Be careful for those rip currents out there. If you ever get caught up in one, they say swim uh, like vertical or uh, perpendicular to the beach, right? So you're not going against the current. You're going laterally against the beach. That way you kind of come out of that. So, um, yep, going to the phone lines here. We got Shane Sokash back on the show. David Reynolds, Jewelry and Coin. Hey, Shane.
4: Hey Brandon, it's nice to be back.
1: Yes, sir. Great day here in Tampa Bay, and yeah, what are you seeing down there, man? How are things going?
4: Uh, staying busy, uh, lots of selling bullion, uh, services on jewelry, making jewelry, uh, repairing jewelry, sizing jewelry, all that type of thing.
1: Yeah, selling. So you're selling bullion, and what? When I think a lot of times too, when people look at, you know, they say, "Hey, look, I've got, a, I got a." you know 401k or I've got some type of retirement and they say yeah maybe I should buy gold but they don't know where to start in a lot of cases.
4: We do it. Yeah, physical gold right here uh in our store. Um you you know take possession of it. It's not something that's on paper, it's something you own and um it's we make it pretty simple.
1: Yeah, sounds like it. And then you also buy gold too.
4: Of course, yeah. So when it's time to turn around and and you no longer need it, it's done. Uh, right by you or or for whatever reason it, you know it's time to sell it you basically come back in and sell it to us uh been here 22 years uh personally and it's something we've always done the store's been here since 71 so wow
1: 1971 that's and that's a long tenure too you don't see that kind of tenure much anymore
4: yeah, it's pretty unusual, uh, you know, to have someone, you know, we've been on Central Avenue since 71, in this location since 81.
1: Wow, Central Avenue right there in beautiful Pinellas County. I'm talking with Shane Socash, he's the owner of David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin. And uh, talk a little bit about the jewelry side, I know you've got the gemologists on staff, you can really create uh, unique pieces, creative pieces for folks as well on the jewelry side.
4: Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a pretty brisk, uh, uptick in just servicing jewelry. Uh, even now, like, uh, we're a little slower. It's the summertime, but like, people are finding us. We've got a fantastic reputation. Uh, we know what we're doing. Uh, we're not always the cheapest, but if you want it done right, it's definitely something we do. Um, so like, everything from, you know, repairs, like if you have a ring and you've outgrown it, you need it sized up, that type of thing, to restorations where the ring's been worn for 20, 30, 40 years, and, and it needs to be restored. It's gotten thin. We take care of that. Uh, to custom work, I've been CAD designing, computer designing jewelry uh, this morning as we speak.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, the idea of using the computer-aided design to come up with the pieces, to get creative with it, to deliver uh, for your clients. Um, that, That seems like a pretty unique technology piece
4: it is uh, it definitely makes it nice for the client they love it they can see what the piece they you know there's always this like um, you know problem time where the client describes to you what they want and then you know in the old days we would make it for them and sometimes there was a disconnect between what they were describing and what they were receiving Uh, but now with modern technology you know I'm able to design it in the computer and show them photorealistic pictures of what it's going to look like before I actually make the piece where there's still time to make changes um, and it works great I have I'm working with a gentleman uh, right now from I think he's uh, New Hampshire you know his family lived here they had always dealt with us and he didn't like you know uh, the the local stores up there so he contacted me it's like sure we can do this long distance it's uh, it's just emails and pictures and that type of thing
1: yeah yeah working over the phone working over the internet. Yeah, Uh, we do it in real estate all the time, and I want to elaborate on something too. Uh, You said, "Look, we're not always the cheapest." I mean, that's a that's that's a uh, you know a challenge that people have. They they sometimes go for that cheapest. Uh, you know, opportunity or option. And, and we see that in real estate too. I mean, what are, you know, people looking for, you know, listing services? Oh, what's your rate? And they want to go there and, you know, and try to cut rates over the phone before they even meet you to see what you offer and what your specialties are. Uh, so it's a challenge, but, you know, we, we've seen it play out over the years too. The the cheapest solar company, for example, you um, we had a solar company on our show, and uh, the, the uh, he said, you know, hey, we got beat out by this one company on, on price. And then sure enough, that company had gone out of business, com- you know, left one of these neighbors, a neighbor of mine, like halfway completed. So they had some panels up, some not up. I mean, and that's what you get when you go for the cheapest option.
4: Yeah. So uh, the people who are not the cheapest are frequently um, burdened with the task of uh, cleaning up the mess of the, of the companies that are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. You're burdened with the mess of cleaning up, picking up the pieces for the folks and, and doing that. And you see that with pool companies, too. I remember there were a couple uh, recent pool companies that just went out of business and you a know, very similar situation. You start dropping prices, trying to, uh, you know, the old saying is rob Peter to pay Paul, etc. cetera. Uh, we're talking with Shane Socash here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, longtime friend of the program and owner of David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin Central Avenue right there in St. Petersburg, Pinellas County, beautiful Pinellas County. And, uh, Shane, you know, we talked about inflation. We talked about people you know, looking for alternative stores of value. And, uh, you know, precious metals certainly provide that. Um, you know, there, there's some options down there that, that you have for folks. If they're in that position, they can come down and talk to you and you kind of just give them a, an overview and a consultation
4: absolutely we do it every day we do it on the phone we do it in person Um, you know uh... give them guidance uh... you know i've i've owned the store you know or i've been in the store for twenty two years i have good guidance uh, sometimes people will come in looking for one type of product, and I'll say, so, like, what what makes you decide that that's the right product? Because I have these products that we've always consistently bought, you know, and they're cheaper and and typically a better payoff. Why wouldn't you choose that? And they right. say, oh, that's a fantastic, like, I, I didn't know that. Like, reading on the Internet didn't tell me that. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it has to do with, what the online sellers have to sell and, you know, they'll make that the best product or sound like right. the best product.
3: exactly.
4: And, and the, a lot of times it's not always the best. It might not be bad, but sometimes there are better choices.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and you see that, you see that in all types of different uh, places that commission based advice that's so prevalent out there. Yep. Um, so Shane, uh, you want folks to find you online and on social media, what, uh, David Reynolds, jewelry and Coin, uh, dot com.
4: Yep, that gets, you to, that gets you here. And then, of course, on the corner of Central Avenue and 40th Street, if you wanted to pop in, uh, we, uh, we'll help you out.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Shane. Appreciate you. Take care. Thank you. All right. Shane SoCash, David Reynolds, Jewelry & Coin, Brandon Faust, Mold Solutions USA, and attorney Melissa Champagne from FCMLaw.com. Another great show. We want to uh, thank you for tuning in, spending some time with us. Greatly appreciate you listening to the program. And please go out there and consider committing a random. Act of kindness. We'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, consumerqb.com.
0: You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback. Brandon Rimes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhimes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at consumerqb.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.